Last week, we discussed folklore as a gauge for the values of the society that created them. Today, today we get more specific. A babysitter receives menacing phone calls. And upon investigating them, she realizes that they are originating from an upstairs bedroom. The very room where she's left the children under her care to sleep. Now, who's heard this before, hmm? Will that really happen to a girl in my hometown? Oh, yes. I'm sure it did. I'm, I'm sure most of you grew up thinking that this happened to girls in, in all your hometowns, but it didn't. You see, the babysitter and the man upstairs is what we call an urban legend. Contemporary folklore passed on as a true story. Now, there are variations of this one going back to the 1960s, all of them containing the same cultural admonition. Young women, mind your children, or harm will come your way. I'm trying to figure out how to open this one, Peter. Um, should we talk about, like, Bloody Mary recipes or something? Like, is there some okay. something we can do? To, I mean, we're, we're actually not going to do that, so it's just going to... <laughs> be quickly disappointing to our uh, very valuable listeners, but uh, I do believe there is a uh, Kentuckian in this one. How about that? Since that's, I'll speak of my native land, Rebecca Gayhart, oh, representing. Okay. Did not know that. I yes, she is from Hazard, Kentucky, which is uh, very country. So yeah, um, but not uh, representing the the Kentucky accent. Here, she had uh, lost that, I'm sure, with all of her, her Noxima commercial dollars at this point. Uh, but to me, she is the star of this, our version of a remake of I Know What You Did Last Summer. Uh, not a pure remake, but probably inspired by the success of that film the year prior. Like, hey, let's do a whole movie on uh, you know this stalker that's using urban legends. Instead of just one, we'll give you the greatest hits. We'll give you all of them. And... Stars soon to be, well, not soon, but in what is our darkest timeline, Jared Leto, Academy Award winner. Yeah, Dallas Buyers Club. I yeah. hate saying that. Yeah, I mean, he was great in that, though. He's not great in general, I don't no. think. But but do you like him in Dallas Buyers Club? I don't. I remember liking that movie. I just don't have much memory okay. of it. It was one of those I saw once. You know what? I'm uh, going. You went all in on Party of Five on last week's episode. <laughs> I don't know about all in. <laughs> my so-called life. That's when he was. That was when he was. Oh, you were all in. I'll be all in on my okay. so-called life. He was quite dreamy, as uh, I think Jordan was the uh, hit the character's name, and he was the heartthrob there. Not a show uh, I watched. You you missed out, but now it would be very weird for you <laughs> to go back and watch that. Is that the show where they say it's kind of like Daria? Mm, no, well, I don't know. I don't know who would say that. Uh, <laughs> maybe, it was where no Claire, Claire Danes <laughs> got her start. Um, there, there are certainly characters, I guess, like that. Mm. But it's you know, Daria is the is the comedy, and this is the very, very much the melodrama. Uh, was Claire Danes? Claire Danes, big fan of the, the cry. You know, that's her. Mm. That's her thing. A seven full okay. on meltdown. Uh, other people in this, uh, Alicia Witt, mm-hmm. who I remember from. 
Wasn't she in a popular like sitcom? She was someone's daughter back in the nineties. Uh, the, the, I, I remember her most recently from Orange Is the New Black. Okay, I yeah. didn't watch that one. So, I mean, this is quickly becoming the show where it's clear that uh, Peter and Mike watch completely different <laughs> TV properties, yes. and then are disappointed in the <laughs> other for not having seen them. Um, yes, she. Let's see, she was in. Oh, she was in Twin Peaks. She was in Vanilla Sky. Two weeks notice. I've seen her in a lot of things. Uh, the Sopranos. Did you ever watch The Sopranos, Peter? No. God. Okay. Uh, let's move on to Tara Reid. I've, I've seen like half of Mad Men. Half <laughs> of Mad Men. That's you know. One day you and I are going to do a Mad Men recap, podcast? recap okay. podcast, and then you're okay. going to get all like the of it, that. all the Mad shout out Men. to John Hamm. Just recently saw him in Richard Jewell. Good movie. I, I recommend it. I, I quite enjoyed that actually. He uh, very much a bully. <laughs> in <He's>, that movie <laughs> everybody was amazing in that movie and he yeah so, so was he olivia wilde was great uh the, the, that was a great cast really sam rockwell our our, our buddy uh, sam rockwell love from sam rockwell yeah love him. oh yeah have you seen you, you haven't seen well you I did you, you said he was a bully yeah yeah so, he's, yep. so you've seen it um you know let's, let's talk about richard jewell instead of urban legend right <laughs> I have a feeling that's because I was just about to get to uh, Tara Reid, who I think is probably one of the more infamous cast members. But when this came out, she probably was like the big, uh, the big face in this time period because you have this and American Pie, and American it seems Pie like in the late nineties she was like, oh, after this, right? American Pie was ninety nine, yeah, and she yeah. was uh, she was kind of all over. I think she was in the Big Lebowski, the earlier in ninety eight. So uh, she was the up and comer, and she was. Um, She's the sex pot here. Well, hold, hold on now. Joshua Jackson was in the Mighty Ducks movies. Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, that, that is a thing. <laughs> that I covered on Podstalgic. There also is an in-joke about Dawson's Creek with a uh, little Pacey here uh, when he gets in the I car. And he's, you know, jamming out to his, his theme song, his own personal theme song. I, I have, I'm familiar with that name. And the character and the, the you know, the, that theme song you speak of. Notice I didn't threaten you with a Dawson's Creek recap show. Mad Men, I can commit to, but Dawson's Creek, I think we're to good. somebody, they're on the same level in terms of quality. I don't want to know that, somebody, <laughs> whoever that is. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you, you have some, I guess, recognizable 90s uh, faces. I, would you say this is more recognizable than I Know What You Did Last Summer when it came out? Well, uh, I know what you did last summer has, you know, four leads really, um, and then. But those leads you know, went on to do more than these, as far as becoming oh, bigger I stars. But saying. when it came okay. out, were they more fresh faces then? I would say Urban Legend had more fresh faces um, who do go on to do uh, more things. I know what you did. Uh, Ryan Philippi had, you know, uh, had cruel intentions. Sarah Michelle Gellar goes off to do Buffy. That might be the most, the biggest thing. Hmm. Um, See, I think the TV I know the I know team had their hits were bigger hits than this group here because Buffy is still an icon, right? I would agree with that. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Cruel I mean, Intentions. Jer- there's Jared at least Leto. one sequence that's iconic. Very. Uh, you want to talk <laughs> talk about it again? Uh, no. Philippines, but, um, Jared Leto is is probably the one that goes on to do like the bigger movies. Uh, I mean, Tara Reid was in one of the Sharknado ones, at, at least one of them. 
Um, I didn't watch any of those, but I know I did not either. Uh, but yeah. we are recording this, I believe, at the start of Shark Week, so it probably oh. will be aired uh, somewhere. Um, you know, bring that back out. And you know what? Uh, getting back to Urban Legend, I think Sharknado is a pretty good comp as far as the actors doing something knowingly silly. Yeah. Um, I this version of it does not quite have the melodrama of I know what you did last summer. Like I know what you did last summer, the characters and the incident that they deal with, it's meant to be taken realistically. Like, oh a hit and run could happen to anyone. Like you could just accidentally especially if someone on those roads were just standing in the the street or whatever, you could hit somebody and then it's a moral dilemma on what yeah. you and your friends do. There's a little bit of that here in Urban Legend, which is not that effective, which is the entire backstory for why the killer is targeting uh, who they are targeting. But up until that point, I don't feel like the movie is meant to be taken seriously at all. Like, it's just... Like, even the characters themselves are kind of making fun of what's happening. Like, you you have, uh, you know, the pranks with the the, the pop rocks in class. Um, Right. You have a roommate that is killed presumably during a sex scene yeah during a hookup Some coitus yeah <laughs> uh and tying it back to big bang theory last episode yeah well and you know tara reed that's her whole bit right she's the sex advice uh original yeah, right. podcaster on campus i would say so her and christian slater absolutely pump up the volume much better um, much better movie i'd I, love I to i haven't seen it really I would yeah. love to. I would, you know, if there was an anniversary. Actually, I think the thirtieth anniversary is coming up. E- should, even if it's not, I would love to have. We you should come do on that. We'll, yeah. We should do that. I, yeah, I want to watch like that, that again. Okay. Um, this movie is kind of like Scream Two, right? It's a little hmm. bit more self-aware. Um, it's not good, and the reverse engineering <laughs> for like the reveal of the, uh, the the killer, you know, and and like their motives, I didn't really care for, but. I actually kind of thought this movie was okay to watch because I, it was I, fun. I think, yeah, I, I think I knew what I was, you know, what I was getting myself into. I had seen this movie, um, I feel at least twice, you know, when it came out, this is the, you know, before I started working at Blockbuster. So I was a regular renting everything. Um, I even saw the sequel, you know, I did this spawn two sequels. I only saw that first one. Uh, How was it? this one, I don't remember. <laughs> Very forgettable, <laughs> apparently. Uh, Urban Legends Final Cut, that one is titled. Um, I remember Eva Mendes being in it. And then I was looking at the poster when we you know, just started uh, th- this review, and I couldn't think of anything uh, that happened in that movie. This one, it was almost like watching a brand new movie. It took me a moment to kind of remember who the killer was as well. Um, that's, so that's kind of how far I've forgotten uh, about this movie. See, I remembered it because... It's you know even in the we we have another uh, movie coming up this month going back to the the I know or the summer franchise whatever we want to call it mm-hmm. uh, that does the same trope this one has where when the killer is revealed uh, a seemingly normal person who is able to interact uh, you know undercover of having human emotions. <laughs> when it's announced or they announce that they are the killer, they go into full on ham mode. They go into like playing to the back back row, uh, eyes bugging out, uh, screaming, ranting, raving. And I remember the scream, right? Just just like uh, Matthew Lillard, and <sighs> you know, is, is, is that moment? 
I always actually really liked Matthew Lillard's version of it because he's such a dork about it. <laughs> and it yeah, seems I like mean, they play it like he's a dork. Covered, we covered him in Serial, uh, Serial Mom. You know, that's just that's his character. <laughs> did you ever believe in the – did you see The Descendants with George Clooney? Uh, yes. Yes, that's the one Do you ever buy the, for uh, one second that George – a woman that is married to George Clooney is having an affair with Matthew Lillard? I forgot that detail. <laughs> it's it's a big – I remember that, liking the movie. I, I like the movie too. It was about more about him and uh, Shailene Woodley, right? More than his daughter, daughter. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I found that in The Descendants to be more unbelievable than anything that happens in Urban Legends. Like, I just – I could not get over that hump. You know, that's because we're talking about the two characters, but I feel there's definitely Matthew Lillard stands. You know, like, I can can see it. And I can can see, you know, somebody be like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, I prefer Matthew Lillard over George Clooney. I don't know. One of the worst insults I ever suffered when I was a teenager uh, in high school, I was uh, going to, I think I was going to like the eye doctor and the, um, I don't, I don't remember if it was the doctor herself or like a, you know, or the, a tech the technicians yeah. um, said, Oh, you look like uh, the, the killer from scream. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and I didn't really care. Like spoiler alert for scream. There are two killers. I didn't care which one it was. I didn't like that comment either way. There, it wasn't like there was a, uh, you know, Skeet Ulrich. You you wouldn't have. Even taken it was that the, that hair, that weird like part thing he did where like that came down like the side of his head, like and he had that like, uh, like creepy, like pervert, wispy stash that he was going for, like that really light mustache mm. thing. He just he had dirty vibes. I just did not I, like him. I guess. To me, I've always thought like Ski Yorick is like the young poor man's Johnny Depp. It's, he was he. There yeah. was an attempt at that, and I, when I I think I told this story to my wife, she's like, "Oh, I, you know, she used to really like him as a teenager," mm. and I'm like, "Well, I okay. did not." So um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, because because of his stupid hair and mustache. <laughs> that's, that's, all, that's what we're going with. <laughs> uh, Forget I, the, the 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 talents of uh, Mr. Ski Yorick. It, it's it's his there are none. hidden mustache and the stupid hair. <laughs> He's no talented. We, got, can't. We, we have to blame hair and makeup for that. That's not his fault. <laughs> I, I mean, you can still – you can have a say in this. You can be sitting okay. in the chair and be like, this is a direction I don't really want to go. <laughs> like uh, Pacey here with like the, the bleach blonde hair, like sort of that oh frosted goodness. tip look. You know, I didn't say this in the first review, but um, Bear, the character of Barry kind of looked like Justin Timberlake, you know, with that mm. that hair. It was just way too blonde. This one just it stood out. It just it looked. I guess it was the time, you know. Is it okay though, was, where he's big and he's the comedic relief though? It's like he's kind of meant to be a I little suppose. extra in that way. That could be it. Yeah, yeah. See, the the thing with this, do we want to just go ahead and reveal the the killer now? Because you know we're not. It's my favorite part. Anyway. So if you've yeah. not seen Urban Legends, I think shockingly, um, me and Peter had a good time with it. Yeah, uh, I didn't really it's expect not, it's not to. Great. Yeah. It's not great. I mean, the, the 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 thing that I don't like about this movie is like where where Rebecca Gayhart is the is the killer. It's where she pops up. You know, you know the, those are the, the the points that are a little unbelievable for me. But other than that, I she think the, has a great kill killer face. Are, huh? She has a great killer face. If I would have been less insulted if that lady at the uh, eye doctor had said, you look like the killer from, Ur- from Urban, Urban Legend, Legend. because I, Rebecca Gayhart, first off, she got she has a great hair, great curly yeah. mad woman mm-hmm. hair. She has oh, great yeah. 
great big eyes to be the killer. She's, she's beautiful. You know, she she is just. I mean, she is going full tilt eleven when it's when she's revealed she's a killer. I I really like that character. I'm sorry, but I can't understand a thing you're saying, doll. You're fucking crazy. Yeah, I guess you could say I'm a little nutty. Why? 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 Well, lucky for you, Miss Thang. When you and your friends decide to have a little fun with that night. Payback's a bitch, isn't it, Ned? You're fucking crazy! First time I saw her was 90210. I believe her character even gets killed off. This is just a show where we continue to talk about TV shows the other one did not watch. Uh, Sideburns, I remember that. Sideburns. You, did not, you didn't watch 90210? Okay. I remember the Jason Priestley and... Um, God, the, uh, the, the Luke one, Perry? Luke Perry, I was going to say, just yeah. passed away. Uh, right, right. They had Rest great sideburns, but I think I got that from, mag- from magazines. I don't remember if I've seen an episode of that show. You, you know what I don't hear enough was uh, Team Brandon or Team Dylan. Maybe we should bring that back. I thought I thought everyone was for Dylan. I thought he was the I, I feel cool like one. he was the more popular one because he was kind of the bad boy. And you know, well, Who's the, the, the blonde with the curly hair? I don't remember anyone being Team Him. Curly hair. Oh, uh, Ian's. Uh, no, I, Ian, Ian Deering. That one. The yes. Blonde. Was there was yeah, there a the team voice, for him? The voice of Lucky Charms. Is he really? I believe so. That is strange. Who is. also goes on to be in Sharknado. <laughs> that fits. Wait, isn't him and Terry together? Or am I getting that wrong? Is there something about just failed? Blonde actors, like that, just you know, we're talking about native blonde, not like Pacey here. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I I didn't follow his career. Uh, maybe he just kind of like you know decided to do other things and then came back for Sharknado stuff. I don't know. I'd take that paycheck. I, it'd be it'd be fine with me. And Rebecca Gayhart, what is she doing now? Um, the last stuff I saw her, wasn't she doing like uh, one of the um, makeup products or uh, maybe? You know, skincare type stuff. Hey, she was also in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with Luke Perry. She had a small part. What I about that? I don't remember that. I don't remember that either. I love that movie. That's another movie we should do, but I don't know if we can fit it in to, to our format. But we'll find a way. Just like I'm going to force you to uh, pump up the volume with me on Podstalgic. Or we can just review Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and just throw it in, in a, as a one-off for no reason. <laughs> See if anyone cares. <laughs> yeah. I would... just might listen to it like, well, this is random. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? <laughs> All right. So we have revealed the killer is yes. Rebecca Gayhart, who was uh, fascinating in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Peter and I obviously remember that <laughs> See the only scene that I watch it for. Uh, <laughs> so you, you uh, you're are you like me? You like do you revel in the silliness of the of her being the killer? But I also hated the backstory of it. I, I hated that, which yes. goes back to know what you did last summer the the hit and run thing. Right. Um, yeah, I I did, and I can understand the motive, and so they're playing into like the uh, her mental illness here. Um, well, she her, hides it well, though. For oh, like, like I know what well. you did last summer. There's a long wait on this revenge mm-hmm. plot. Yeah, I I don't know what it is. Maybe she's um, it's one of those things where you keep your enemies close. So she's trying to friend all of these people. She likes and, redheads, like me. 
Yeah, I, hey, I liked me some Alicia Witt in this movie for sure. I liked her in Orange is the New Black. Check out that show if you're looking for a new show to watch and you haven't seen it. Uh, and it's totally okay. It's a, it's a great show. But if you want like an abbreviated version, watch the first season or watch the second uh, – the, or not the second season, but the, the last season. Because oh, wow. I think they because they do a lot of great callbacks and it, it's, it, it wraps up very nicely. I think I think there's seven or eight seasons. Um but yeah, one and the final season, perfect uh, bookends. Um, great show. But anyway. She has also appeared in six Hallmark Channel movies and one Hallmark Movies and Mysteries Channel movie. Uh, I believe half of those are like Christmas movies too. So she definitely has a pattern there. She she likes her some Christmas Hallmark movies. I think her last two were definitely Christmas because after this movie, Mike, I looked her up. <laughs> Going back to our what you did last summer. Why did you keep this from me? We had such yeah. thoughtful uh, adult exchanges about the leading ladies of I know what you did last summer, and now you're holding out on me. What's going on uh, here? Well, uh, to, I, I think what happened was I watched the first um, two summers back to back, and then I believe I watched the third one probably later that night, and maybe Urban Legend the next day. That's, oh, that's so I, I went in order. I went. Uh, the order, of, the order of how we're recording them. them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which, man, did I save myself a treat for the last one? Goodness. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I don't know because I, I guess, yeah, yes. Well, I, I still watched this last end, but but I just, yeah, I, I didn't continue on my uh, – in, anyway, Alicia Witt, I, um, I liked her quite much in, in, in this movie. Who I forgot was in this movie was Michael Rosenbaum. I guess he's supposed to kind of be the Barry character here. Uh, the he jerk, does the cad. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I kind of like Jared Leto in this movie too. Playing what, pompous asshole? Yeah, you know, uh, exploiting the deaths. Um, he's also, I mean, he's the hot guy, right? But yeah, he's, right. he's oh. not as bland as Freddie Prince, where there's like no character to him. Like he, he's kind of annoying in his own way, which I like. In the 90s... Uh, be- because it was, you know, more—I don't want to say more acceptable at the times, but one could have watched this in the '90s, be like, "Well, Rebecca Gayhart's character, she's so pretty. Why does she not have a boyfriend?" Because yeah, she's just falling head over heels for. Uh, let's see, what's his character name? Jared Leto Paul, uh, plays Paul, so she just is in love with this guy, and. Um, we continue to see like other things, and I, I, I at least question. I think the the second time where I'm like, yeah, I mean, she doesn't have a boyfriend. I'm like, oh, that's right. And then that's when I started piecing, all business, baby. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's when I started kind of like piecing it together and figuring it out. The the fun part was just watching the other things that happened in between. Um, Danielle Harris, I I guess I completely forgot that this was her, but I believe she was the. Um, the goth girl, right? The one that's having sex here. But she is uh, yeah. a scream queen herself. Did not recognize her in the makeup. Uh, well, there's that Pulp Fiction line. Uh, I don't know if you remember it. Uh, where John Travolta kind of steps in it with Eric Stoltz. Uh, where he's trying to – Eric Stoltz is trying to set him up. There's two women out in the front room. And he goes, which okay. one? The one with all the shit on her face? And he goes, no, that's Trudy. That's my wife. Like <laughs> if you're okay, going to be in I that goth it. makeup, you're, yeah, you're yeah. going to have all the shit on your face. Like, I mean, you're going to be hidden behind, uh, you know, a trope, uh, a stereotype here. Um, but I didn't mind it. Hold on one second. 
being problematic new dog mm-hmm. what's the what's, the, what's the doggy's name uh braxton after braxton our favorite, and brody okay after our favorite uh favorite beer it's a local kentucky oh, beer I, braxton. I was thinking tony braxton you know um, he's a not she, she no it's a he um, Tony, Tony Bra- no, no, I'm, I'm talking about Tony Braxton. Tony Braxton. Well, that's a, th- that would not be a good uh, um, tip of the cap, I guess, to Tony Braxton because it's a he is a pit bull and doesn't really look anything like Tony Braxton. Kind of, but maybe if the the, the influence there, you know, a <laughs> yeah. great '90s R and B diva, one of my personal favorites. But um, all right, so we were talking about uh, tropes. R- real um, quick, was was Braxton barking at a courier delivering something to you? I went out to check and see, and he was. Um, Brittany's in the living room. He was just standing there barking at her. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Why aren't you podcasting with Daddy? <laughs> so, haven't quite figured out his language as far as like, okay, we know what you want based on this. Uh, she was in there saying, "I just took him outside, like checked his water bolt, like has no idea, like I don't know what you want from me." Oh, but man. he doesn't like. And he's done to me. He'll just like sit down in front of you, being totally still, and he'll just start barking at you. Yeah, he'll get there. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're talking about uh, so tropes. Uh, so like the uh, you know the roommate, the goth character. Uh, I like the the fact that every character is somewhat tropey. Like you know, going back to I know what you did last summer. We have our somewhat saintly, I guess, final girl, uh, which. Uh, how would you compare how like, – I know you're obviously a fan of both, but uh, Alicia Witt plays you know, what you would call like the straight sort of vanilla character. Usually our lead is probably the least quirky, the least interesting, and uh, we're just going to see her go through all these scary, tragic events until eventually the movie you know, it gets to the 90-minute marker and they're like, okay, now it's your time. Now, now we're going to put you under direct uh, threat of violence. Uh, did you find her – as engaging, even though you kept it private from me, as uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> uh, I mean, that might be a little bit more telling. Um, maybe how I felt about their characters, not the the actresses personally, mm-hmm. but uh, their characters. Um, I, I did think the character of uh, Natalie here was a little bit more vanilla, though. I do like her backstory a little bit more and how she's connected to everything. Um, you know, it was her car that they were riding in that uh, her and her – I don't think they were roommates, right? Because they were just in high school still. Uh, the the young lady who gets killed in the beginning here, Michelle Mancini. Um, it made me think of the uh, the old school, the wedding band, because she gets killed to 
very on the nose uh, turn around i think the the carpenter song i believe oh right oh uh, gosh when there's the uh you know the killer that's in the back seat which is actually a really good opening sequence where you have the creepy gas station attendant who has yeah. a uh you know stutter stutter and can't tell her like it's not me you should be threatened by like but he does everything the right way he like says your credit card's not working can you come inside from it then he locks the door which obviously if you're the young lady you're like why is this guy locking me in with him right um, yeah uh, great sequence great I, opener I, I did uh, I did think of that band that does the <laughs> the F-bomb version of <laughs> Turn Around when this was on no, nothing against the, the movie I don't know if you remember that but um, I, I you know I, I think the kills are a lot better here the, they're the more violent kills they're more are, creative yeah they're, it, maybe it's just because the killer you know herself is just being more creative in how she's doing it um, I don't know if I would say the movie's necessarily better than I know what you did last summer. Um, no, no, it's but it's not. definitely, I mean, it's tongue firmly in cheek on how it's like, it, like, I think I know what you did last summer at least wants you to somewhat care what happens to characters. Maybe not Barry of true romance film podcast, but, uh, <laughs> I don't think an urban legend, they want you to really care at all. I think they're, they are there to then have the urban legend to recreate the story that you've heard maybe before and just put it in one, one big movie. The, you mentioned the uh, guest, um, guest attendant. Uh, did you recognize that actor? It's a worm tongue, baby. Lord of the Rings. Uh, oh. also, uh, Deadwood, I believe. Brad uh, Dorf, is that his name? Dorf, yeah, yeah. He was the voice of Chucky. That's right. Yeah, that's that's one of our uh, one of our few popular episodes, Peter. Yeah, um, <laughs> he was the voice of Chucky, but Robert England, uh, who plays Freddy, is also a Professor uh, Wexler in here as well. Going back to being kind of tongue in cheek about it, mm-hmm. like, hey, we know this is a silly movie. Here's some here's some nods to the the genre. Um, I don't. I don't have any issue with this this movie. Uh, really, it, it's like it's like. Um, it, I I didn't look this up, so you know I'm not even gonna guess like who made it. But I I feel like this was like an MTV movie, you know, because of all all the faces um, that they got for this. And it's like, well, you know, if we have uh, money, let's get some of these I- iconic actors to to be in it as well, because uh, it's a it's a slasher movie. Um, yeah, I, I like the kills, but just, you know, f- between A to B to C, you know, the order of the kills is just, I find it unbelievable for her to find herself in certain positions. Hmm. How does she end up in the back seat of Michelle's car? You know, uh, at some point she had to uh, sneak in. It's not that it's unbelievable. We don't see it happen, obviously. So you have to kind of guess how does she end up back there? But also, how did Michelle not notice somebody was in the back seat at at any point did she really just get in and just start driving i don't know if i do it for any particular reason but i feel like when i open up the door i always see my back seat before i you know get into my vehicle um so granted it was at nighttime so it was probably dark but still it's kind of like you know marty mcfly in the back seat of biff's car in part two in broad daylight really biff you know he didn't he didn't see that uh there was something under the blanket uh you know magically you have to check your you have to suspend a lot of disbeliefs in this movie biff is a character that would definitely get killed off in one of these slasher movies he would be Barry. <laughs> yeah, he would. He would be the the jerk 
Uh, they would be overconfident, and uh, yeah, he he would not be Big Bang uh, getting killed first, uh, which I think is why we had such an issue with with that. Uh, but Biff, I would have no issue with. I have no issue with any of the characters in Urban Legend being killed off. Maybe that's a, uh, a detriment of the the film that you you don't really care. Uh, but uh, there was another movie this director did called uh, Valentine, which I watched earlier this year, just randomly, not for a podcast or anything. And it was a slasher movie set, obviously, on you know Valentine's Day weekend. Um, and like a lot of slasher movies, it's about a, a group of, of uh, in this case, young women uh, who grew up together. And then there's something that happened in their past that's connected them all and why they're being, uh, you know, stalked. Um, I... Uh, you know, I, I think that you could do you could do a lot worse than this for for going back to like the the '90s slasher genre, and I think we're we're about to do uh, just that as we get into the back half of the month. Uh, I don't know what happens when you get into the sequel mode uh, here with these these franchises, but at least for the first two, I've I've enjoyed them. But I don't think I'm gonna be able to say the same for uh, uh, our part three and four of this. I know what you did last summer month. Mm, not yeah, not necessarily looking forward to those. I I think this movie could have been better if it wasn't um, you know tongue in cheek and tried to uh, give us some of those um, moments of levity. Like I I don't know if I needed those uh, because some of those kind of took me out. Like like the the party scene at um, Michael Rosenbaum's place. Right there's this guy. I don't know if he was like a DJ or something, but he was talking about like the screams. Um, used in like songs and stuff and then the, the point where Tara Reed's characters you know she's on air and she's screaming and the guy's like oh this sounds so real or whatever like we didn't need that you know like mm-hmm. it, it kind of takes you out a, a, a little bit just trying to you know throw in a joke yeah uh, I mean my, that's something that uh, did you ever have an issue with that in the Scream franchise because I, I feel like certainly with the first one that scene is a, a modern classic um, and I, I was pretty high on the, the second screen, which you, you mentioned, uh, earlier in the show, but I don't know, I definitely, I think three and four, there's a pretty big drop off as far as respect for, for what they're doing as far as poking, uh, fun at, you know, the very material that they're trying to create. I think, uh, scream is definitely one. I mean, you mentioned in the last episode, I would, I would love to revisit those cause I, I do remembering, uh, re- yeah, remembering that, um, I enjoy one and two. Three, I think, was very forgettable for me, and I remember liking Part Four actually. And I feel like I've only seen it the, the, the one time when it first came out. But um, I think I watched it. And it's just like, well, I don't think it was as bad as people were saying it. Uh, you know, saying, um, yeah, made it out to be. But I think also I may not have seen the screen, uh, the uh, previous screen movies in um recent memory prior to watching part four so maybe if i watch them kind of close together i can see maybe you know the the hate or whatever it is that people think of, of that one but i thought I, I liked it just fine um the f- the 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 comedy in the first two screen movies i think was just more balanced you know um this one was just kind of like like it, not that even it's misplaced, but it's like well, I, well, I guess it is misplaced because it's like, well, well, why is this here right now? Um, and it kind of goes into like Scream, for the most part, has a distinction between the the characters talking about, you know, the the sort of this pop culture like life that they're leading, where it's like, well, this is just like a scary movie, 
and you have you have the video store clerk who goes through the rules of like how to survive the very like situation they're in uh versus the the kill scenes i think feel genuinely tense like i, I remember watching the scream series thinking like i didn't want bad things to happen to the characters especially uh, rose mcgowan with red hair even though it's a good it's a good horror movie kill um, it is. It's great. Uh, I do not have that with uh, Urban Legend um, at all. Like, I, I feel like that even the kills are kind of like part of the joke. And maybe it's because you've made your whole premise be, hey, this killer is going to use Urban Legend. So we're going to have, spoiler alert, poor Pacey hanging from a tree, like, you know, with his foot touching was, the roof of the car. That was scary. That's a scary mm-hmm. one. I like that one. Um, didn't really care for the Michael Rosenbaum uh one you know with the drano uh pop rocks i mean it is definitely a callback for something that happened earlier in the movie it just feels like something they were just checking off like oh yeah, yeah. we have to actually do that kill but right yeah. there's definitely some that feel that way like okay well let's get to this character how are we going to do it some yeah not, not as creative you know just for um, the sake of killing off a character um now there's one in here that happened that made me go, damn, I feel like I even watched the movie about this very thing. But it's the um, the kidney heist on Natalie, the attempt at it, at least. D- does that, does that, did, did that sound familiar when that happened? I mean, the the sort of urban legend, uh, yes, but uh, I don't know as far as the actual like movie that you're referencing that you've seen it before. Yeah, I, I feel like that might have been like part of a movie or something the character woke up and yeah his kidney was missing and i feel if that was a movie that was taken from the urban legend um i don't know it just when that happened it just sounded a little too familiar for me and it wasn't this movie because it doesn't happen obviously Um, there's apparently a uh john claude van damme uh movie this art i put kidney stolen movie pound of flesh uh this is from february (laughs) february 2015 uh, John Claude Van Damme wants his kidney back. Upcoming action fl- film back in 2015. Yikes! Organ theft movies. You uh, uh, death warrant. Uh, Charlie Coma. Pound of flesh. There's that. Yeah, Snakehead. None of these ring a bell. Hmm. You're really messing with my uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt and Rose McGowan uh, Google search history that we've had yeah. so far. Throwing throw that in. There. <laughs> yeah, it's got darker. Um, that ankle slasher that that was also one. Um, the the dean right in the parking garage that was a good one. I like that. So I mean, it, it sounds like there's more positives than negatives here, but um, I think we Here's both kind of come down positive on positive for you. Okay. Um, I I feel like I've mentioned this before, but uh, my love for Loretta Divine. I do not think you have mentioned this before. I feel um, had, was she not in the Bishop and Preacher's Wife movie? She wasn't in. Oh uh, yeah, might have been um, in the the Preacher's Wife uh, episode. Yes, she was. Uh, so okay. you probably mentioned it on that episode. And I may have. I may, dear have listener, if you've um, not uh, listened to it, download that. Peter, yourself, go back and download it on every device. Let's get those numbers yes, up. Yes. I mean, and I do remember liking the Bishop's Wife over the Preacher's Wife because I, I feel like I, I felt like that was Denzel's. Maybe at the um, during that viewing was like the worst one for me of his performance, but I, I've I've always loved Loretta Devine. Um, I think she's a uh, a very fine actress, and I liked her in this. You know, she's fun. You know, she's a a fan of the um, Foxy Brown character, right? So 
I, at least I think that's Foxy Brown. I've never watched any of the um, what's that actress? Her name, Pamela Pam Greer. Pam, Pam Greer. Yeah, I've I've never seen like her older movies, which now reminds me, uh, I I want to watch uh, Jackie Brown. I have not seen that one. Oh man! All right. Well, we got to end this uh, recording so you can do something <laughs> okay. better with your life. <laughs> oh sure. Uh, we're gonna next review. Um, I still know. I I don't. I don't even know. I don't know which one we're doing next. We'll be which doing uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Jackie Brown. Apparently. Oh just okay. Randomly. Yeah. We'll, we'll just skip these. Uh, yeah. This, <laughs> this franchise. The next one we'll be doing is the uh, reboot. Right. So we'll be going to the end of the franchise. That's right. Uh, so that maybe we can round out this month on a slightly more positive note because uh, I would say so. <laughs> yeah, Peter. Peter was not amused, and neither was I. With I'll always know what you did last summer, which is our next episode. Every now and then I get a little bit nervous that the best of all the years have gone by. Every now and then I get a little bit terrified I see the fucking look in your eyes. Lion, you ever hide a gun in there? What might you say that? I'm a film student. I had a class last semester where we saw Pam Greer, and she had this film where she hides a gun inside a lion. It looks just like that. Coffee. Right. Yeah, that's one of my favorite films of hers. Huh. <laughs> I even have my gun trimmed in gold like hers. Look at that. I've always been partial to Foxy Brown. That's my sister, baby. And, and she's, she's a whole lot of woman. <laughs> so you're going to do action movies like coffee? I don't know. To turn in this thesis film, I can't even think of a good story. I got a good story. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's about a campus serial killer who murders eight students. But nothing happens because the prestigious university covers it up. Oh, I've heard this one. It supposedly happened at Pendleton. It's just an urban legend. You didn't let me finish. After the murders, the chief of security, who refused to go along with the cover-up, is fired. Spends an entire year looking for work. Finally lands an entry-level position at another university. Thanks for the ride. Oh, yeah, baby, anytime. Have a good night. Urban legend, my ass. <laughs> <laughs>